What up, what up? What's going on? Nothing much, nothing much. Part two of the Dre Dance podcast. Uh, part at least the second episode we're doing today uh, due to us uh, missing yesterday. And we want to you know, stick to our, our, our word doing a 30 for 30 challenge. Um, full disclosure to the listeners out there. I am currently watching, re-watching the 2018 Michigan versus Notre Dame football game. That was Super Shea's debut. Um, why? <laughs> why you may ask? <laughs> um, well, it was the first game that popped up in my search when I was looking for Michigan football. Um, and um, I don't know, nice atmosphere. And uh, look, man, over the last two years has it's not like it's a, a big, you know, portion of big games to choose from, which Michigan wins anyway. Most of the time, when you choose, a, <laughs> most of the time when you choose a big game, you know, you measure how good they were. They lose them, so uh, it's not like it's a lot of uh, joyful games I can pick. Yeah, that that although that was I was actually at a wedding um, that day, um, but the the interesting part is and and tell me how you felt you know towards the end after that game. But my my thought was even though you guys lost the game, like you had a lot to build off of you know sure. after that after that game, and I and sure. I think I think Michigan actually had a real a good season that year. I think it was just the – I think the next loss you had was at the end of the season, right? Wasn't Ohio State? Yeah, that was the 60-burger. That was that year. <laughs> that was the year that Michigan uh, got to number three in the country. And uh, I was saying, I want all the smoke. I want all the That's smoke. That's right. And, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so, this close to our <laughs> listeners. Um, so, Michigan, as you you know, recap the 2018 season, uh, they lose the opener. The Notre Dame. Notre Dame. And then you go on a run of what, 10 straight? 10 straight games? Eight or nine straight <clears throat> games. So they, they, they end up going, I think, getting to 10 mm-hmm. um, so and 1. Sales game. And so yep. lo and behold, <laughs> they're, they're number three in the country. I think Ohio State's like six. Uh, people are talking about, is that the horseshoe? Oh, this may be the first year that I think Michigan was a favorite playing in a horseshoe in years. Um, uh, mind you know, a reminder that uh, Dez is a Bama fan, so I'm on the phone with him. I'm joyful. Uh, I'm like, dude, I'm all the smoke. I can't believe this is happening. You were you were talking big stuff to me. You like, bro, I, I, I won't. We won't Bama. We won't Bama. I don't, I don't even care anymore. We won't Bama. <laughs> we, we I want high. all the smoke. I want we all the smoke. We you and high. and what did I what did I tell you when you when you were super excited and going off the rails? What did I tell you? Take one week at a time, man. You yep. Got it. You know, get stick to the mission. You got to You got to focus on what's right in front of you. You can't get, you know, and, and of course I'm saying this as if my mindset of the season and, and the players has anything to do with Alabama success. It has nothing to do with it, but that's just the, you know, that's the mantra. It's just, look, man, today's Tuesday. You get, you just got to focus on Tuesday practice. That's it. Mm-hmm. Get better on Tuesday. That's all. Don't worry about Saturday. <laughs> it'll, it'll get here when it gets here, but you gotta, you gotta be better today. That's all you gotta yeah. worry about, and and I I was actually excited for you though. Nonetheless, I was like, man, I'm like dude, Ohio State's looking shaky. That was uh that week. So that was the game uh, that they should have lost to Maryland, where Maryland ran for like three hundred yards. Yes, uh, and basically yeah. was a wide open two point conversion from winning the game. The quarterback yeah. just he just short hopped it. It was yeah. it was a it was wild. Yeah, uh, I remember watching that. But I'm like, man. 
if Ohio State plays anything like they played in that game, I'm like, you guys are definitely going to beat them. Yeah. And uh, things uh, turned out a little different. Yeah, a little different is an understatement. Uh, uh, like about 65 to, I think, 38 different, something like that. Um, you know, 30, those 38 points are like fluff points. That was like gimme points. It, it was a 40-point blowout. It, it, it was terrible. But, <clears throat> you know, it's just interesting, man, looking back on it, you know. And, and of course, for listeners, we're going to talk about NBA uh, most of this episode. But, no, I had to um, rewatch because as I'm watching this game, you know, this is before Gaddis. Mm-hmm. Um, they start the game out, and you know, and you know, Cachet's a he, he he was known as a one rig uh, spread offense type QB. So they start out in the spread, and Shea actually looks pretty good. And at a certain point, he goes back he, like they run all these plays under center, and it's like it just makes you think like Shea played court, played for Michigan for two years, mm-hmm. and. Like, I just feel like they set him up a failure, <laughs> you know, like just making things complicated as opposed to simple. And um, I don't know. I don't want to go to a breakdown of a, 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 a season two years old, but it is interesting when you go back. I mean, it's different for you as a Battle fan. A lot of times when you rewatch years, you know the end was like the championship and you won it. Um, but for me, I'm trying to figure out, you know, where have we gone wrong? <laughs> well, I, I think, uh, and and we can move on. After, you know, after the the comment, you can respond if you want. But I, I think I think that year speaks to the uh, just lack of flexibility with with Jim Harbaugh. Right? It's just like, yeah. well, my offense is I formation under center, whereas mm-hmm. you have a five star kid who flourishes flourishes in you know a wide open offense. So mm-hmm. that you know, I, I mean. Shea, as a as a true freshman at Ole Miss, looked better than any year that he was in a Michigan uniform. Yeah, yeah. So. Let me ask you something. And this is the last question. I believe this Notre Dame team is a team that played Clemson in a playoff and lost, right? Yes. So that's the team that uh, yes played Cle- uh, Clemson in the playoff game. I think they got beat by twenty seven, and then. That Clemson team beat Alabama by like twenty eight. I think they just throttled us. Gotcha, gotcha. I love yep. that So that was that. that was that year. <laughs> hey man, you got it. You got to take it on the chin if you're gonna be a if you're gonna you know be it's a champ. Dope. Yeah, if you're gonna you know that it unfortunately happens sometimes, but you know you, you got to give credit where it's due. We got we got throttled that game. That was that was that was rough. So overall, you could say, I mean, if these were, I, I'm pretty sure there was only two, but then they collapsed in their bowl game. But I, I digress. The point is, is that um, there was a pretty good Michigan team. If you think about it, they, their two losses in the regular season were to a Notre Dame team that made the playoff and an Ohio State team that was, you know, really, really, really I think close. They ended to up number there. five. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just- yeah. I mean, I, I, I have my thoughts on that Big Ten season, but. Uh, yes, as far as essentially that, I mean, it was a good team that, you know, that you guys had, but I didn't think the big 10 was all that great that year. Nah, that's, right. you know, that's just me anyway. Okay. So NBA, uh, right now, uh, Boston is currently playing the heat. I'm not sure what the score is, but last time I checked, it was a really tight game. Yeah. Um, it's uh 94 90, uh, Boston with six thirty two left in the fourth quarter. Okay. So uh, we'll talk about the Heat and Celtics series, and then we'll we can go into Nuggets and uh, 
and the Clippers. And uh, so, um, Heat Celtics. This is the first game of the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I love this matchup. These are two of the best to me. Two of the best cultures, you know, in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, two teams that have talent. Um, two teams that play hard. Uh, they play team basketball. Uh, it's not a lot of hero ball with the way they play. Uh, it's all about who has the hot hand. Um, so if you want to see good basketball, I think this is a really good series to look at. Uh, it's obvious my first game is obviously close, and um, I think every game is going to be like that. This is, this is going to be a hard fault. I think a six or seven game series. Um, and so, you know, you have it's going to be interesting to see. I haven't watched most of game one because I've decided to torture myself and watch some Michigan football. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see, like, who does Jimmy Butler guard? Does he spend most of his time on Tatum? Uh, is it mostly on Jalen Brown? I would assume Tatum because Tatum's probably the best ISO scorer that Celtics have. Um, uh, I think the Heat may have a mismatch or an advantage down low with Bam. Um, I don't think it's any Celtics big man as good as Bam. So maybe that's where they can exploit and win. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm really interested. I, I plan to re to watch, you know, most of this series. Uh, and, uh, I think it's going to be, uh, very competitive. Um, and I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm gonna stay with the team, the underdog team that's been beating everybody. I'm going with the Heat. I know the Celtics are the more talented team, but it's something about the way this Heat team is playing, man. Um, I probably will be wrong, but I'm going with the upset. <laughs> yep. Do you know what's funny is is when you really look at, like you were saying, these are two, you could argue the best two teams in the East, but when you look at it just from, you know, coaching to your go-to star to your, your co-star, you know, mm-hmm. and you and you kind of go down the list, these teams are pretty evenly matched. I mean, you mm-hmm. look, you know, that. Like I, I was while you were just talking of, of you know your prediction, I was thinking like, man, but Brad Stevens is a really good coach. But then on the other side, I was like, but so is Eric Spolstra. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, so it, you really you kind of do that back and forth to where you say, man, Jason Tatum, you know, that dude's a star. But then you look on the other side, you say, yeah, Jimmy Butler is too. You know, um, you know, I I think the difference in the in this series is going to be how Tyler Hero plays. Um, I think yeah, if I, like I, I think if he come if he's if he's on with and he and he this dude is a, a I think he's a star now. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, he's you know rookie, young, but I think he's a star. But nonetheless, I think if he can if he can be extremely efficient and really aggressive too, um, I think that he can beat uh, the Celtics in six or seven games. But I'm gonna go with it. it and even though he were my, was my sleeper team. Um, early on, I, I'm going to go with the Celtics in seven. Um, yeah. I just think I think Tatum and Kimball Walker as that one and two option, yeah. I think is, is just a real – that's a tough – that's a really tough matchup. And those are two all-stars, you Bro. know, so I, I think it's tough. Bro, did, did you – and I, I thought I'd text you when this happened, but I don't know if I did or not. Did you see it was game three of Toronto and Boston – and Boston really, if it wasn't for this miracle shot by Old Janobi and a blown assignment by the Celtics, they wouldn't have gone on 3 0. That play Kimba made to put the Celtics up, um, it was like, what, 0.8 seconds left? He like dribbled around the whole defense uh, and threw like a behind the back pass to Tice to get the lead. You're, do, you, do you know this play I'm talking about? No, I do not. Nope. Oh, it was incredible. Incredible. But I, I digress. No, 
I, I get what you're saying. Um, I, I think the Celtics have the higher ceiling in terms of yeah, they may be evenly matched, but I think if all the guys currently on each roster bring their A game, I think the Celtics have probably the edge it's because there's no point guard on the Heat that is that can play with Kemba Walker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. First person. So if Kemba has it going, especially Kemba and Jason Tatum are money in the clutch too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so I, I do – I can definitely see where you're getting at. You know, they, they got uh, an edge and uh, uh, from that standpoint, but – um, no, I will say though, I, I will say though, Kemba on, on the defensive end, I, I don't want to go as far to say liability, but he's a defender. So that, you know, you, for the heat, you really need to attack Kemba. Uh, you know, he's a bit undersized. He's still, like I said, a great player, but I think if you're gonna, if you're gonna to, to try to, uh, you know, kind of wear him out a little bit, I think you got to give him that, that you know, Steph Curry treatment from what was that two years ago when the Rockets just were ISO on Steph, like literally every single, you know, play down. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you got to try to wear Kimba out that way. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. I mean, I, I think, you know, he's, 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 uh, yeah, he's, um, he definitely is a, a, a mismatch defensive offensively that you need to exploit if you're the Heat. You yep. are a bit bigger. Um, and that was one thing. I think that was one question that um, I think Kenny Smith asked uh, Jason Tatum when they beat the Raptors is that, you know, unlike the Raptors who had Fred, Fred Van Fleet, Kyle Lowry, uh, Norman Powell, um, they're, they're, those guys play hard in their dogs, but they're smaller uh, compared to the Celtics who are a lot bigger. Um, and, you know, one question he asked was like, well, the Heat are a lot bigger with their backcourt. You know, how is it going to affect you guys' matchups? And, um, you know, it, yeah, I think Kimba is somebody that they can exploit, absolutely. But I think the real story of tonight, because that's a whole new series, so whoever wins tonight is one game and the other team will have a chance to respond, is the Nuggets and Clippers. Um, look, the Clippers, from day one of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard signing there, were known as, okay, the team. Besides the Lakers, it's always been Lakers, uh, Clippers, Western Conference Finals. That's been pencils in since last July. Mm-hmm. Free agency happened. And we're almost there. The Lakers did their job. But the Clippers, all playoffs uh, <laughs> have been up and down. That's the story of them. Um, one game, they look like they're clicking on all cylinders, and they're un- untouchable. The best team in the league. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, they're beatable. So, I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, they're more than beatable. I mean, there's nights where they just look uninterested in playing basketball, and they're yeah. all pro basketball players. It's I, the tough part with the Heat and in what? Or I'm sorry, not the Heat, but the Clippers. And if they don't, even if they don't, even if they win tonight and, and move on and lose to the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, I think their Achilles' heel is going to be. Uh, it, and he's a great coach, and I love him. But it's Doc Rivers not putting any type of real motion offense or ball movement offense in, in, in their, their, you know, in their system. Like they don't do any ball movement, like nothing. It's literally, we're taking turns like, okay, Dre, we come down court. Hey, this is your possession. Go ahead. Your shot. Next position. It's my turn. Now I take the, you know, I go one-on-one. It's just so much ISO ball, which with a guy like Kawhi, it, you know, he's super, he, I don't want to say super effective because he's, he's shot well, he hasn't shot overly well um i think he's had like maybe two games where he shot over 50 percent. 
So it's not as if he's, you know, Kevin Durant efficient, but, um, you know, he's still shot efficient. But for a guy like Paul George, if Paul George isn't on in which he's only been on like one or two games the entire playoffs, like, you you know, that you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle as a team. Like, because those are your option one and option two. So it, it just, I, 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 before the playoffs started, I'm like, yeah, no, I, I think, I thought it would be for sure the Lakers and Clippers. And I thought that the Clippers would kind of get their stuff together. And it doesn't seem that that is happening. And the Lakers are. Um, I, I've, the last couple, the last two games of that Rocket series, watching the Lakers defensive rotation was in, I was in awe watching it. I mean, it just see, and, and even guys that typically don't play a ton of defense, like, like LeBron, like I was watching him on, you know, help side defense and just rotation when guys were collapsing and, and just him, you know, getting to that, that next pass. And, and, you know, it, it was, it was incredible to watch. And that for the Lakers has been their Achilles heel has been their defense. You know, it, it hasn't really hurt them too much, but when you're looking at, you know, weaknesses, that's definitely been one and they have, they've gotten that together. So um, the concerning part, so the Clippers number one need to focus on tonight, but if they do advance, I think the biggest thing is going to be the matchup of who guards Kawhi when the Clippers have the ball, because that'll be extremely important. And I, and I don't think it can be LeBron for long stretches um, and not for anything outside of just the, the like ex- like I think he can do it I think he's up to the challenge I think he'll try to guard him as much as he can but I just don't think he can do that and be effective high level the entire game and I think the Lakers will need him to do that yeah and I will say this the Clippers and the Lakers um, um, need to also realize that you need to take advantage of these window years while you have them because not only are your starter your star players either in their primes or towards the end of their primes but you got teams like the Nuggets who are very young and they are on the ascension. Um, and, you know, if you don't, if you don't get them this year, you're going to have a harder part. It's only going to get harder for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to continue to get better. You know, they have one kid who I was right about Michael Porter jr. Who seems to be tapping to his potential. Now we'll see how far he can go, how much he can improve. But if he can turn into a star, you're talking about three-headed monster in the Nuggets uh, at your point guard, your small four, and your center who are all unique um, <laughs> and and young and young. Um, yeah, that that can be very very dangerous for years to come. So the Clippers better be careful. Make sure they knock them out. You know, one thing that I'm thinking about the Clippers um, is that when you when you when you look back at championship teams. Over the years, there is a certain cohesiveness. There's a certain focus that championship teams have. And you can see the consistency throughout the playoffs, right? Normally, teams that win championships don't have inconsistency in the playoffs. Now, this is a weird year. Their rhythm for, their rhythm for all teams have been disrupted. But at this point, this far in the playoffs, I can't give the Clippers that excuse because – that same disruption of rhythm, all the other teams have had to deal with as well. And they, the Lakers have just as many new pieces as the Clippers do. And, you know, the Lakers overhauled the entire roster this past summer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have found a way 
to start to jail. Um, and I think part, a lot of that has to do with LeBron. And the difference between having a vocal leader like LeBron compared to probably a quieter guy like, like Kawhi, who leads more by example. But I think there are times like this where you do need that kind of figurehead of your team to kind of steer the boat, right? You know, and um, I, I, I just don't see the Clippers as a championship team. I'm starting to get to that point because of how inconsistent they are. You cannot be like that this far into the playoffs. It's going to bite you. And if it doesn't bite them tonight, which it damn well could, it will bite them in the next series. They will bite them. And I'm almost convinced um, that the Clippers will not win a championship this year because I don't think that is something, a switch that you can just turn on one game or not. It has to be a, a buildup, right? It has to be stepping, uh, building blocks of steps taken along the way to get to that point. And I haven't even seen the foundations of that building. You know what I'm saying? It, it's it's just it's wishy washy. I think the Lakers are already starting to build that for themselves. Yeah. Only the only caveat I will give is I, is I feel like Toronto last year wasn't uh, uh, you know a team like that. Like I I think I think overall they gelled, but they weren't consistently playing well throughout the playoffs last year because like. Right. You know, they went seven with the Sixers, which the, the, the Sixers are – I didn't think were that good. Um, you know, and they, they even, what, lost, what, the first two to, to Giannis and, yeah. and uh, yeah. you know, in the Bucks, which – and not that they were a bad team, but to go from down 0-2 to, to winning in six is pretty crazy and pretty remarkable. Um, but, it, I mean, look, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how well they're gelling and all that if they lose tonight because you're going home. So <laughs> that's true. Uh, but if they if they come out locked in and are, are ready to go, um, you know, I, I I think they're better than Denver. But you have to play better than the other team. Like being better than them doesn't that doesn't work. That doesn't count. It means nothing if you don't yeah. play better than and it's them. A neutral, and it's a neutral court too. You know, it's right. different. And this was at the Staples Center. I think everybody. Right through so, but yeah, this game's over. It'd be going, the yeah, and it, 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 the Staples Center would be going crazy. Yeah. Um, the only the thing I will give the Clippers a shot with if they do win tonight, um, and I guess we should probably give a prediction on what we think will happen tonight. But nonetheless, yeah. if they do move on, um, if the Lakers don't hit threes, they are they are in trouble. Like they're yeah. they're they're not they're not the juggernaut that you know. It's I mean, and and, and I guess you could say that about most teams but they shoot them a lot you know so it's it, they're not on the rocket's pace anything like that but they shoot a lot of threes and if they yeah. are have an off night like they can get blown out you know they can lose to an eight seed you know portland and which granted that was one game but nonetheless like you you it's just a it a lot weighs on that so if yeah. danny green is off and kcp is off like I, I think those two guys alone i'm not sure that the lakers can win games if those two guys both are off, I don't, I yes. don't think, I don't think no matter how well LeBron and AD play, like, cause they, they've shown that they do need some help, not a lot, but you know, we need, they probably need four or five threes between both of those guys, probably more. You, but, you know, nothing too about how well, the, you know, the Lakers play so well against Houston, especially down down the stretch, but, and, I, and LeBron and, and it should be smarter than this, but you know, Things got a lot easier for them, especially LeBron was driving to the hole like crazy, which I loved. Oh, um, man. Him I mean, in those last really, two games, his aggression on the offensive end 
was I, I, I was I was watching in post, it in awe. In, I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh! It in was a post and driving like everything that you want LeBron to do. Mm-hmm. He did it. He he did it. Now, here's the thing: it's not going to be nearly as easy to do that against a team like the Clippers. Nope. Uh, but I want him to keep the aggression. Right. Keep the aggression. Yes. Don't stop because you still are a freight train. Yes, these guys are a lot bigger. They're gonna. It's not. You're not gonna get the easier layups like you got. But they're gonna still foul you. He's. There's no bigger freight train in the league than LeBron. Giannis is. Uh, he's not a freight train more than he's. He's unique. He's as long, and he's. He's weird. But LeBron's a freight train, and nobody can stop him once nope. he wants to drive. Nobody can. Nope. So I just. I hope that because I do agree that if they don't make threes, they could be in trouble, that the best way they can offset that is you have to get the Clippers in foul trouble. Make them, you know, make them foul you. And if yep. LeBron plays that aggressive inside as well as AD, they, they, they don't They don't have a choice. Him. They're either going to have to foul him or just yeah. give him layups. Like, they, there yeah. is no – there's no in-between. Like, it, yeah. you know, if he has that aggression, yeah. I, I If LeBron is, is – if he's game four, game five uh, aggressive – that he was against the Rockets. I don't, I don't, I think the Lakers are, are beating the Clippers in probably six games. Uh, right. If he, if, if he has that for, you know, the entire series, um, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Cause I, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like he's so cerebral. He almost becomes too cerebral. He overthinks to where, it. Yeah. yeah. To where he's just like, Oh, well, I got to get my guys involved. I'm like, yeah, but you, I mean, let's get the easy baskets. And if they're there, you know, yeah. take it, you know, take, there's no, there's nothing because to me, there's only one other guy who can put up 40 or 50 points on that team, like then LeBron and it's AD, but he, yeah. you know, and, and AD's inconsistent. I mean, he, yeah. you know, he's, he, he's good for 20, 25, maybe 30, but you know, if we're give me 58 and eight, that, that game one against golden state, uh, give me that all day with LeBron. I mean, cause I, 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 I don't, I just don't think that the other guys need to be that involved. Like it, like playing defense gets you involved, and like you know what I mean. Like just yeah. swinging the ball and just being out on the court in the flow helps. Like so, yeah. the shots shots for the other guys will come, but I, I think LeBron needs to be aggressive. Like because you like because you have the opportunity to just go out and just put the dagger in them. Like go be aggressive, go take it. But if you're if you're you know kind of doing the passive thing and. And I feel like it's such a stark difference. Like it's rarely like you know he'll be aggressive for for two two possessions and then just kind of passive, like kind of passing it around, looking for somebody else on the third one. It's usually like he's passive for five or six in a row, and then maybe he'll take a shot. Then he you know passive for another. Like I feel like he needs to have some balance with it, but but be aggressive, man. Go get it. Yeah. No doubt. And, and you know, I, I think we both just talked about the Lakers and Clippers fight tonight's a foregone conclusion. Right. So I think we, I guess we can both just give our prediction. Um, look, I, I think the Nuggets are a great story. I think they're going to be a force in this league. I really do. Um, I don't think they're going to fizzle out. I don't think they're going to be a one hit wonder type team. They've kind of built every year, you know. I think they made the playoffs the last two years before, and they've kind of advanced one round each year. Um, and I think they're going to be. Very, if I don't think they're going to win tonight, I, I think when it push comes to shove, the Clippers, and they don't do this, I'll be thoroughly disappointed. Are going to come out focused and locked in tonight, 
at least defensively. And um, that's good enough for them to, to win this game tonight. It really is. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm with you. If, if the Clippers don't come out focused, aggressive, and win this game, like I'm going to be pissed because I want to see LeBron and Kawhi go at okay. it. Um, and, I, and I think, too, like I, I, obviously you're a big LeBron fan. I'm indifferent, I guess, with, uh, <laughs> with, with LeBron. But yeah. the the thing is, is I'm like, if he, if say the Lakers do win the championship this year, it's going to mean more for LeBron and just from the media perspective, if you have to go through Kawhi. Like I, I, I just, I truly feel that way. I might be wrong, but I feel that way. Where even if whatever, if if there's an asterisk on it, just because it's not a normal year, I think it's going to mean a lot more. Um, you know, it's it, it's going to mean a lot more if if LeBron has to go through Kawhi and beats Kawhi Leonard to get there. Um, you know, so I, I think that'll be a good thing. Um, quick update. Uh, Miami-Boston is tied at the end of the fourth quarter. They're going into overtime. Not shocked. 106-106. <laughs> wow. Not shocked at all. Uh, I think once we cap this, I'm going to tune into that. But, no, that's my prediction. Um, I, I, actually, your prediction is the Clippers pull out tonight as well. I think Clippers pull it out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say win by 10. Um, I, I think it'll be, uh, I, I think it'll be, uh, uh, they'll have a bigger lead than that at the end of the game and then kind of let, you know, Denver kind of hit some shots and stuff. But I think the Clippers will go up by 10. Um, and I'll even go deeper. I think I, I'm predicting Kawhi having about 35 points tonight. I think he'll be aggressive. I think he'll, he'll get it done. Um, and, and hopefully Paul George just doesn't stink it up. Like, good Lord, man, you gotta be (laughs) consistent. Like, come on. So that's yeah. uh, that's my my prediction for the for the game tonight. Yeah, I, I predict Clippers come out when um, one. I, I think the I think I'm not. I think more than anything, their their defense is going to be stout tonight. I think this is one of those nights where defensively they create they create offense through their defense, through turnovers, through their activity, um, and I think Denver's going to struggle to to deal with uh, the defensive versatility and the switching. Um, that the Clippers are going to do to them, and they're going to struggle. They're going. I think the, uh, Jamal Murray is going to see an intensity and a, that attention to detail that he's not quite used to. Um, and even if the Joker has a good game, I'm not sure everybody else who has to deal with those wings that the Clippers have are going to be ready. Um, so I'm predicting Clippers, I say one ten, Nuggets ninety five. Like I think it's, I think it's going to be um, a, a pretty a, a win that's handled pretty easily. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's my prediction. But um, yeah, that's another uh, episode of Dre and Dez. Uh, we'll uh, have some more content for you guys tomorrow. Let's tune into these games. All right. All right, man.